Hello, everyone. Uh, welcome again to season two of Troy Talks. Uh, this is the a podcast that I hope my name my name host. I'm sorry. My name is Troy Holt. Uh, I own a company called Troy Holt Consulting LLC in the great city of Pensacola. My podcast is in the areas of financial services, uh, marketing. Uh, now that marketing is relationships and incentive marketing, and also leadership. Uh, but today I have a very special guest. I am so honored uh, to. Uh, share on this platform. Uh, we kind of resonate on some of the things that we believe in. So let me tell you a little bit about her. Uh, she has a, a career in the nonprofit sector. Uh, she has served with many organizations, uh, the African Leadership, the Refugees Ministries, uh, World Vision, Second Harvest, Food Bank. You see she has an extensive res resume. Uh, she's also uh, have been with various other uh, organizations and communities working with Im immigrants, homeless people, also gang members and prisoners. Uh, as you can see, she really likes to work in the areas of humanity, uh, works uh, uh, offering compassion and help. So at this time, I want to present to some and introduce to others my very special guest today, Cheryl Hansen. Cheryl, thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, thank you, Troy. You're it's welcome. To join you. Thank you. So, uh, first of all, I want them to kind of uh, talk about how we kind of connected and then tell us about your story and your journey of how you came to uh, uh, the concept of compassion. Go ahead, uh, Cheryl. Wonderful. I'd be happy to. Uh, as you said in my introduction, I'd worked in the nonprofit, but I'll step back just a little further. Growing up, I sort of grew up in a bubble, to be honest. Um, okay. I, I lived around people that looked like me, sounded like me, believed like me. Um, and so my worldview was pretty limited. It gotcha. wasn't always intentional, but it just was the way things were. And uh, so the narratives I started to believe about people um, were not, when I got out into the nonprofit work and meeting people, the narratives I believed were not matching up with my reality gotcha. of the people I was meeting. And I grew to truly love and learn to understand people very different from me. And so much so that this has sort of become my passion, that I am working very hard. Um, I've created with others. I won't take all the credit. We've created ways to connect and understand people different than us. Gotcha. In my work in the nonprofit sector, I saw a lot of misunderstanding between groups and things like that. And um, we, uh, as recently, I have been partnering with an organization called Preemptive Love. And we are creating gatherings, is what we call them. They have been in homes, but right now, due to our circumstances, we've moved to Zoom, where people come together that uh, walk very different paths, different races, cultures, faiths, ages, politics, whatever. Okay. And, and we come together and have, it's a safe place to have conversations. And it's, uh, we have some ground rules of respect for each other and honoring each other's humanity. Um, but these connections foster compassion so that we can face, when we have to face fears or anger in the world, or we disagree with our neighbors, our first choice will be to listen and to practice compassion and to love them anyway, even though we don't totally agree. Now, Cheryl, you know that you've hit on, so I'm, I'm taking notes because 
uh, I want you to maybe go in more details, but you're hitting on so many um, areas. I mean, one of the areas you, you just said, it doesn't hurt to listen, even if you don't agree. Right. You know, it just, uh, and I think where, where we have most problems is the old saying is we listen to reply and not listen to understand. Right, exactly. You're, you're right on the money there. What, what we do is we have to set aside our filters and our understanding and quit looking at people, othering people and um, putting them in groups, but to look at the individual. Because when we only go on, if we keep ourselves in an echo chamber of only listening to news feeds and leaders and community people in your community that are echoing back the things you believe already mm -hmm. about something, right. you're not growing, you're not learning. But if we right. can set aside all of that and truly listen to each other and hear right. each other's experiences, even though we may not agree on some issues, we can understand each other better. Right. Uh, let me, uh, I remember a guy that used to attend our church and he, he, he really, made something it really opened my eyes and he said that uh he was a former drug uh uh, uh addict and he came clean and he, he started a sobriety campaign and that's what he was known for and he he said something was very powerful he said many people look down on people that are on drugs he said but a lot of the people were work hard-working upstanding tax-paid uh, citizens something dramatic in life hit them and that's where they are now and it, it really opened my eyes because we haven't experienced that so we don't have the compassion and we put them a group in a group in a category do, do you understand can you can you kind of speak to that oh absolutely um i'll tell you a quick story i'm very dear friends with uh, someone that i worked with in the past and she's african-american mm -hmm. and we've been friends for a few months and she's she sort of got serious with me for a minute she goes cheryl i'm going to tell you something mm -hmm. hope it doesn't hurt our friendship mm -hmm. and she said i grew up in a family that vocalized and instilled in me a hatred for the white community okay and instead of responding with what, you know, and arguing and trying to defend my race and all that. I said, tell me more about that. Okay. And that opened up a door for her to tell her story, which right. made all the difference to my understanding. Her grandfather was lynched and murdered. Okay, okay. Okay, now right. we've got an understanding. Right. right. I still don't like it that they hate my race, but right. I understand. Correct. And of course, we're still dear friends and, and oh, you know, I can't right. say that I wouldn't have felt the same way. Correct. You know? So it helps you understand. Right. And, yeah. and I think if we do more of that, uh, if we ask people instead of getting defensive, if I say, Cheryl, tell me more, why do you feel that way? And that's basically what you did with her. And you found out that is because her grandfather got lynched. So she puts everybody in, in the same category. Right. Uh, you mentioned something uh, love uh I, I i i do know love anyway what what do you mean by that love anyway well it's interesting the english language doesn't give us a lot of choices for the word love Correct. some languages have many different 
words for the word love because love can mean so many different things. Correct. Love can mean I love um, Mexican food or I love my family who loves me back. Those aren't hard loves to give. Correct. Um, but sometimes love requires us to be very brave and oh. takes us out to the edge. And that's what this kind of love is. Like, for instance, you've probably heard stories over the years of a parent, their child was murdered, and they go to the jail and mm -hmm. not only forgive the murderer, but mm -hmm. tell them they love them. Right. What kind of love is that? That's a whole nother level. Of right, yes. Um, and that has to come from a different place. So with the lack of a better word, I, you know, sometimes I hesitate to use the word love because right. love can be watered down. Correct. And, Correct. And it can, but it also requires us to be very brave sometimes. Right. Love anyway means, okay, I see our differences, mm -hmm. we're working through them, but I'm going to love you anyway. And that's true. You know, I've been taught that love, uh, true love is produced through hatred. That's when you know someone hates you and you still decide, it's a decision that I'm going to love you in spite of, that's true, true love. And, right. and, 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 and it, that's not always easy. Uh, right. because we want to retaliate. We want them to feel the hurt. But right. great. I, I, I appreciate that. Now, tell me a little bit more about uh, working and uh, teaching radical compassion. Tell me more about, about well, that. Radical compassion sort of is dovetails into love anyway. Love anyway is actually a term that preemptive love uses. Radical okay. compassion is something I use when I speak to groups okay. or teach this. Is just radical is like out there on the edge. Okay. Um, I'm willing to be compassionate with you, even if you don't return that. Gotcha. And I'm putting myself in your shoes. And when we do that, that radical compassion of like this, an outsider may say, you're crazy. Why right. would you be compassionate with someone that's trying to hurt you? Right. You know, it, it ties into how we need to talk to each other. Do you mind if I share that? No, go ahead. No, you, um, you, are, you are educating me and my audience. So feel free. That's fine. We're all growing together. I'm yes. certainly not, I'm not fully there yet myself. We're all growing together and learning. Um, but when I teach people how to talk to someone, when you go into a conversation, first of all, you have to see where are they coming from? Are they trying to um, uh, make a statement like, ha I got you, or they truly want to know. So you have to have an under understanding of that. But probably in science class, when you were a kid going to school, they taught you about icebergs and how an iceberg, the top, the, the surface of the water, you see a very small part of the iceberg. Most right. of it is underwater. Correct. And that's what conversations are. Their words, people think, the things they're saying to you Mm -hmm. are what's on top of the surface right but underneath there's so much more what what speaks into their life what what tapes are playing you know wh what have they learned what are their experiences Correct. and that is our job as listeners to look under the water and say what is really behind that just like i did with my friend um what is behind um the statements they're making and what Correct. informs that Correct. and so I love that, uh, Cheryl, because uh, I have a philosophy or mentality is uh, not only listen to what is said, but listen to what is not said. Exactly. And Same. sometimes you can pick something up. So maybe I'm hearing this, but uh, I'm also sensing this. Am I correct? And sometimes, you know, that communication, getting people 
uh, I do something uh, a lot of times. Uh, I, if a person uh, calls me or texts me and I ask them, hey, how are you doing? And they say, okay. Mm -hmm. Well, my response back to that is, can you define okay? Because <laughs> I'm sensing there's more to it. Right. And I'm not just asking you how you're doing just for surface. I really sincerely want to know how you're doing. I did it last night. I had a person, you know, it was something going on. I couldn't get to more bottom of it, but, but she picked up that I knew that there was more going on. And she right. told me to keep her in prayer. So uh, I agree with that. Do you think that if we did more of that, where uh, we would really try to uh, have the radical compassion, uh, empathize and put ourselves in someone else's shoes, that we would have a, a greater unity in communication? Yes, because so many of us just simply want to be heard. Uh, you know, when I've had, you know, in my work in the past, like for instance, um, one day we were handing out food at a site where there was a lot of immigrants. I live in Nashville and there's a, lot, a huge immigrant population from all points of the world, mm -hmm. which is an honor. Right. Um, but we were serving food and this gentleman came up and just started shoving people out of the way, grabbing more than his share. And all right. of a sudden there was a fight broke out. And so we pulled him off to the side and I got to talking to him and he had just immigrated from a country where there was never enough food. Oh, they wow. were in a refugee camp for years. Okay. He was just, when you come from that, you just, I've got to take care of my family. Right, yeah. Um, in that desperation. Mm -hmm. And he hadn't been here long enough to realize we have enough for everyone and we'll right. be back next week. It's going to be okay. Right. Um, so you could get really mad at a guy saying, boy, he's being right. selfish. What's the matter with him? True. But then when you get his story, like, oh, my gosh, this makes sense. You know, we still have to have some order in how right. we distribute things. But um, that's why it's so important to look beneath the surface, surface, hear them. And I've seen so many people call and be really angry about something with me. And when I let them just blow off steam and talk and be heard and honor their humanity, right. sometimes I don't even have a good answer for them. That's all they needed. Right. You know, they just needed respect. Right. And you know, when we do this othering where we say all blacks do this, all whites do this, all Muslims do this, we are doing a disservice to hum humanity. I agree. We not yeah. group people. I yeah. don't want to be grouped with every white person in the world, you know? Yeah. I, I, and so we have to honor, when we do that, when we other people, that sort of vilifies them with negative talk True. and then True. that starts to give us permission to do things we shouldn't be doing to people True. True. Let, me, let me ask you this uh and, and i want to i still want to deal with that a little bit more what was the you said you grew up in a, in a bubble what was the event if it was a particular event that really made you open your eyes Honestly, I don't have an aha moment. I have a million little aha moments. Okay, got it. Um, where it was just, wait, wait, that doesn't work. Maybe this one person is just different. And then, okay. oh, wait, no, you know. And it was a slow realization. And as we work with people, we give room for that as well. People aren't right. going to change overnight. True. Especially if it's something that's informed us, our, you know, all through our right. childhood, through our adult life. It, it's a series of 
experiences most times. Mm -hmm. Now, some people have that big aha moment, like, oh right. my gosh, you know, yeah. but it, at least it wasn't for me. Um, it was a slow growth of, oh, wow, I was really wrong about that, or that group of people, or that person, or whatever. And that is, I can't think that way anymore. Do you feel from your experience from growing up, and when you see little things, ahas that you've seen over years, do you feel all, hum all humanity is basically the same, but it's the narrative that's been pushed through uh, their belief systems, through the media, through the people they hang around, that really, that's that what causes them to be different. But in general, we all are basically, have the same uh, desires and goals and dreams. Right, and that's what we need to focus on. We all want to be safe. We all want um, our families to have opportunities. <laughs> we, we want opportunity. Right. We want to feel loved. We mm -hmm. want, you know, there's just some basic things most humans want. Right. Um, and if we can focus on rising each other up, there's, there's enough for everybody to have everything. But I'll tell you, in, humans by nature tend to want to be around people like them. It's just more comfortable. True. Um, and, and that's, but that's something we have to be brave enough to get beyond. It's okay to have friends like yourself, but right. let's stretch ourselves. Let's, Let's get to know people across the fence because that's when we become that better, more informed person. And, 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 and I want to speak to that, especially being an African-American person. Uh, all things are not racist. Some things are culture. You, right. feel, you feel more comfortable around a certain culture, what you were right. brought up. So sometimes we claim, we, we make it, oh, because it, it, there's a separation is, is, is racist, but we're, it's cultural because we have some things in common. Right. And so that's where uh, sometimes people can have, again, but that's a lack of understanding, not really looking at it. And I had to learn that uh, from a way uh, I had an experience, and that's how I learned that some things are just culture. It's not necessarily that people are racist. It's, it's right. right. Why do you think it's so important in, in specifically uh, now, this week, hmm to have more men meaningful conversations with people that's different than us. Oh, I'll tell you right now, I know podcasts are listened to years afterwards, but right now, this week, we are walking through some really difficult times. Right. The demonstrations, um, all this kind of stuff. And if we don't start talking and trying and reaching out, mm -hmm. it's, it's only gonna get worse. True. And it is not just when, like, for instance, right now, it's the African-American community that's, I mean, they've been suffering with this. Right. I I'm just, this is the one that's at the top of the heap of right. the news stories and stuff. It is not just their res your responsibility to fix this. It's all of our responsibility. And just Correct. because it doesn't affect me personally does not mean I should not step up and say all humans should have the right for safety and opportunity and all that kind of stuff. So it is all our responsibility. It is not just the group that's affected. It's all of our I agree. Why do you think then, um, I'm an African-American, I'm an American. Why do you think then we have where many uh, are not, many demonize immigrants? 
and they don't have the compassion on immigrants. Why do you think, uh, you know, they look at, and you, because you've been around immigrants. Tell me more, why do you, why do you see people sometimes demonize immigrants? I think it comes from fear and rhetoric put out by the news media and some leaders Mm -hmm. um, that they're going to take something away from us. They're going to make us unsafe. But when we get to know, like, for instance, in my gathering, we have, I think, I think there's three or four people that are Muslim. Mm -hmm. There are people that are Christians. There Mm -hmm. are people that have no faith, Mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff. And when you get to know them, you're like, oh my gosh, they're just going to college or they're trying to find a new job. It's just, Mm -hmm. they're not here to mow me down. You know, they're just, they're here, you know. And so that is why these conversations are so, you know, important that we get to know people that are in the groups we fear. Right. Because all of a sudden then it's not a group. It's like, say, I'll use you for an example, Troy. Now I know you're not an immigrant, but if my family and your family became close and we were neighbors and Mm -hmm. we had dinner together and our kids hung out together or whatever, when I started to hear hateful rhetoric Mm -hmm. about the African-American community, I'd be like, ho, 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 hold on a minute. I know that not to be true. Correct. You know, and so when we have these conversations and then everyone that is transformed transforms, you know, whoever their lives touches, it can blossom really quickly. It can. And, you know, every race has good and bad. So there's no one's perfect. No one's superior. Every race has good and bad. And it's based on individual character, you know, and um, there's some people that, I know when they call themselves Christian, I wouldn't have anything to do with it because of their character. Right. And there's some people that is non-Christian that has great character that I will have some things to do with, you know? And so we've got to get back to looking at people as character. Now you mentioned this term othering. Uh, I heard, I like it. Uh, Can you go more in detail, explain to my audience about the, the term othering? Well, when you keep yourself in a world where everyone around you and everything you're doing um, reflects back to your presumptions, you can quickly fall into othering other groups, which means all of one group does this. And that's just not true. Like you said, um, every group of people, every race, every faith has people that make poor choices and Mm -hmm. we all don't want to be reflected. Right. So when you're othering someone, you're, they're different than us. They all think this way. That's just, we cannot have peace and reconciliation when we do that. Kind of true, thing. true. What would you suggest from this week, this conversation, what would be some things that you would recommend that people start to have it and then realize when we have these conversations, it may be heated. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. and, 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 then, and then some people are speaking passionately. They're not angry, but they're just speaking passionately. Something my wife tells me when we're together, uh, honey, calm down. People think you fussy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I'm, I'm using my animator, using my hands and stuff like that. So what can we do to start having these conversations and not get offended, even if a person gets heated, to keep it where the conversations are, we're making progress, and we're beginning to understand, hear, 
and respect one another. Yeah, my husband and I have actually had conversations this week of how do we move forward mm -hmm. um, and be respectful, right. but yet do something. Right. And I think the first thing we must do is listen mm -hmm. and hear the experiences because then as we move forward to enact change, mm -hmm. we are acting in the best interest of the group that needs right. stood up for. Um, I feel very humbled by this, to mm -hmm. be honest with you, me personally, um, because this hasn't been my experience. I can right. walk out on the street and never be bothered. Right. My husband can too. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, and so I, I have great, I feel very humbled this week yeah. and very cautious on what I say to be respectful, right. but yet not sitting in silence either. Right, um, right. Where I say this, we are all humans mm -hmm. and, and when one hurts, we all hurt, but not making presumptions or statements that can cause more harm. And that's, it, that's been on my mind a lot this week. And um, I, think, I think that's, that's great. You know, you guys even privately together having the conversation, just the mindset of what can we do to move uh, forward? Uh, it, just like me, we've, we've seen the historically, uh, uh, police departments uh, have uh, had police brutality against minorities and, and things like that. My view is I respect policemen. I have a, a good uh, friend of mine who's running for sheriff here. When I see some of them sometime, uh, I will tell them, thank you for your service. They, they from a scriptural standpoint, they're ministers of God. Uh, so, so I, what they call back the blue. However, I'm anti brutality, corruption, evil, Absolutely. wrong, no matter who it is. And so sometimes when you, when a person starts calling it out, so we're taught to take sides more than to do what's right. Or do I rather to be, what's to say, would I rather to be, uh, would I rather win an argument, win an argument or win a soul or win a friend? And so many times we're trying to win instead of, or be right instead of being reconciled. What can I do? To, and sometimes that, I have to humble myself. I have to, I have to lose to do that. And right. I, I feel if we do more of that, uh, we would get better. You're right. Now, let me ask you this question. What is the best and wise way to have a conversation with someone who disagrees with you? Well, um, I actually have put together a list. I'll be glad to send it to okay. anyone as a free PDF later. But um, there's, I have eight steps. But first, when you come into a conversation, find a shared value. Mm -hmm. Like if someone is really spouting off anger, say, wow, it sounds like you're really feeling fear. I yeah. want my family to be safe too. Mm -hmm. And I agree with you and finding that commonality so that you could move forward in a conversation instead of this belly bumping, screaming at each other. That gets us nowhere. I like that, yes. But finding that, um, knowing who you're talking to, like I said earlier, are they just trying to get you with a, you know, catch you up or do they really need to just be heard? Right. Um, 
and you know, the beauty of all these conversations is not only are you hearing and understanding them, they're hearing and understanding you. Right. It may not be immediately, but they can. Yes. Um, but you know, there's just a lot of ways being patient and understanding. And like we said, with the iceberg analogy of right. understanding, analogy. Thought, there's a heck of a lot more underneath this, this person's words. And it is our job as peacemakers to get to know that person that did, that requires relationship that requires time effort right. setting aside your own filters right and really listening and i think in the end you both come out different people with true, a better true. understanding true uh i'm reminded I, I learned this a long time ago and this is this is really uh good in in a, in a marriage uh and forced communication so if I'm, if I'm if I have to have a conversation with someone, I, I read and I, and I was learned where instead of saying you do this, I say when you do this, this is how I feel. Right. So I'm taking the responsibility, and it takes the person off the defense. Right. Right. And then the other thing is, don't use words like never, always, because if you define so, so I think if. If we can implement some of those, we take responsibilities. You know, like people say, well, when you talk about this, I fear that, you know, it's I'm losing my family or uh, I'm going to get robbed, whatever it is, right. and take the responsibility and, and know that I don't mean that. I think that would help uh, also. I agree. Now, you do uh, monthly gatherings. Mm -hmm. Now, are these monthly gatherings, are they um, physical or are they virtual? Well, probably um, virtual now. <laughs> yeah, actually, it's been a little the, that great word we're all using pivot right now. Right, yes. what we had to do. They originally were designed to come together in people's homes mm -hmm. and invite people into the home, you know, from all the different walks of life, and share food and conversation. And that's great. That um, where we are right now, we've had to uh, pivot to Zoom. Right. And there was a little concern when we first started. Will people um, open up and talk and still feel that connection and relationship and we have been so thrilled that they in fact it's actually been sort of good Troy because with zoom you don't have to turn your camera on you can true. just true. Yeah. you don't have to talk you can just go in the chat box mm -hmm. and there's been some participants that just weren't comfortable first coming in they just wanted to hear well what is this group about what are we doing okay. am i safe to open up here all that kind of stuff okay. and we make it clear they are not required to talk but welcome because we value their voice um and so it's actually turned out zoom uh gatherings have been awesome and i've been so thrilled of the willingness of people to be vulnerable and open mm -hmm. about their feelings and we have some uh, a good long list of ground rules of you know sort of like what you were talking about. We say please don't use try not to use statements of you this and they that, but more I this you know okay. and talk about yourself. Gotcha. But then also give respect even if you disagree. Allow them to tell their story. You can't disagree with someone's experience. Correct. You just can't it happen. True. But we set the tone at the beginning of the meeting too with. Um, yeah, let me, do you mind if I read it to you real quick? No, go ahead. This is what we read in the beginning of each of our meetings, which sets the tone. And it says, if I can get to the top of it, we are here today to celebrate that we belong to each other. We come here with our whole selves. We are brave. 
we are courageous, we relentlessly humanize everyone, we all carry wounds and stories, fears and joys, different backgrounds and cultures. We are gathering for the purpose of listening and understanding and nurturing relationship. This is the way the world is remade, when everyone has a voice, has a place to be heard and known, valued and loved. May our friendships grow deep and push us to all love anyway, even when we have yet to understand each other. In this space, we seek to begin to heal all that is tearing us apart by pursuing peace through relationship and action. And that's how we start every meeting. It just sort of sets the tone of this is who we are, this is why we're here. And it's, we've had some wonderful results. Wonderful. Has your attendance increased uh, because of the Zoom and the pandemic? Has it increased? It's, I think it stayed, um, we just started the one in Nashville, so it's still pretty new to look at the okay. history. I'd have to ask the other groups. Gotcha. Because um, I, and another thing our groups do is we have co-hosts. I'm not running it by myself. I have a co-host, and this is intentional. Mm -hmm. The co-host must look and be very different from me. Okay. Uh, she is Iranian. She's younger than me. She is an immigrant and she's Muslim. Okay. So that sets the tone for the group that, oh, wow, even the leadership is embracing listening to others and, and working together. And it, it, it's a great groundwork for the group. That's powerful. I, I may mention on Facebook, if you want to understand the culture of an organization, look at the leadership. Right in the board it will tell you the culture of that uh that organization so that's that's very very powerful and, and i like it because it's strategic she's iranian younger a female and a muslim and, and 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 that's very very powerful because then that will open up other people say well uh they're not here to uh discriminate or demonize or to promote our own faith or right. whatever yeah, yeah. You, you're here to 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 connect with people and build relationships. And, and that's very, very powerful. Now with the Zoom, so more people are opening up now because of Zoom? Yeah, it just, it's, it's interesting. We weren't sure how it was gonna go down, but <laughs> they've embraced it. And I was, uh, we had a couple people that didn't talk, um, what, but one, she talked continually in the chat box. Mm -hmm. and, okay. and it was really, I think some people come in when they're new to a group and they're like, you need to show me that I'm safe to open up. Right. And if that takes two, three meetings, that's okay. Right. You know, I'd rather you be there yeah. you know, and just sit and listen if, if that's what you need to do. Right. Um, because, you know, a lot of people come into something and like, they feel attacked or whatever. And that's right. the last thing we would ever, ever want. So they need to know their people. And then there's others that will just talk your leg off and are happy to be there and right. spill everything. But that's just different personalities. You're correct, and, and that's good that you have those uh, those people. And, and, and anybody, when we first we, we don't know people, we're we're trying to um, analyze and see if the people really genuine. Uh, you know, if it's really a safe place. And I guess maybe they start hearing people sharing their experience and the testimonies, and they feel comfortable. And then they they decided, hey, look, I'm gonna share mine. Right. Great. Right. I'm 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 glad to hear that. Uh, another question I have for you. If someone's listening and wants to do something to affect change, where 
can and should they start? Oh, really great question. Um, it can start as small as, now I understand we're in unusual circumstances where we're not sort of intermingling as much as we will be in a few months, but seek out people that are different than you. Mm -hmm. um, have a conversation while you're standing in line to get coffee. Um, invite someone to dinner, a neighbor, you know, whatever. But just reaching out one person at a time and asking questions. It takes bravery to reach outside of your world. True. But just simple things, conversations. If you're waiting at the school to pick up your kids and you see a lady standing in a hijab, go over and talk to her. You know, and it doesn't have to jump into these deep conversations. It can just be say, hey, do you live in the area? And just reaching out, making friends, spending time together. That's a great way to start. If the listener would um, today would like to go further and maybe is interested in joining a gathering group, mm -hmm. um, they can email me and I can hook them up. Or if even further, if they would like more information on how to start their own. Um, Love Anyway is an amazing organization. They handhold you, they answer questions, they provide all the information you would need to start one of your own. And it can uh, be on Zoom, it can remain on Zoom, or you can, uh, when things open up, you can have the people in your home and develop a relationship that way. So they're welcome to contact me and I will um, be glad. And I mentioned earlier, I can send a list of um, suggestions for good communication with people you disagree with, and that's free. Um, everything's great. Um, but it's just a PDF I can email back to them. But if they would like further information about either being a part of a gathering or starting one on their own in their own city, um, I'll be happy to help them that way too. Uh, uh, Cheryl, in a few minutes, I'm going to give you where you can tell them how to, to contact you and your, your contact information. Okay. Uh, and uh, for the sake of time, we're going to get ready to wrap up. I really, really appreciate Cheryl this. But Cheryl, here's what really, I, I've enjoyed this interview and this conversation with you. Here's what really stood out with me. Uh, the words of Jesus, Jesus says, by this shall all men know that you're my disciples. The this is love. It wasn't about your color, your race, your economic situation. It's not about your denomination. He said, by love. Mm -hmm. And that's what you're doing here. You're, you're, you're sharing love to people, no matter what their, their, politi their politics, their wealth, they could be poor, they could be an immigrant. And I commend you for that because that's what we need in the show love, if we start showing true, genuine love for people, we'll have less problems and uh, uh, we will really grow as a country. We, will, we really will be great because we, we, we apply the words of Jesus. Right. Cheryl, last thoughts that you want to share with my audience. Uh, take this message and see how it applies to you. You know, what can you do as a listener? Because we are in some hard times right now. Yes. And uh, whatever you're coming from, do your best to start to have those conversations. Correct. And it sounds like just a little thing, but it is, it can be society changing when yeah. of us do this. Yes. And so I just encourage you to, um, get to know people that are different than you and find a way to love them anyway. Awesome. 
Cheryl, tell my audience how they can connect with you. Awesome. Uh, real easy. Just uh, my email is Cheryl Hansen speaks at gmail.com and I'll spell that out. C H E R Y L S P. Oh, I'm sorry. It's Cheryl C H E R Y L H A N S O N S P E A K S at gmail.com. So Cheryl Hansen speaks and Hansen is with an S O N. Um, but if they email me, um, just tell me what you're wanting, uh, whether you would like to be a part of a group, start a group, or if you just like some tips on talking to someone you disagree with, be glad to send that over and no charge for anything. We just want this message to get out there. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Cheryl, thank you for taking time out of your schedule uh, to share uh, this information. Uh, we need more of this. We need more of these type of interviews and conversations going on even in, the, in our podcast world um, but I really really have enjoyed this and uh, it's all about building relationships and humanity uh, my audience uh, if you have something has resonated something you like please share it with your tribe your community your people especially during this time uh, also you can reach me and thank you for your subscriptions your listens uh, and, uh, and also for sharing but if you want to reach me, you can reach me at uh, on Twitter uh, or uh, Instagram at Troy Talks, Troy underscore Talks. That's the name of my podcast, Troy Talks. You can also reach me on LinkedIn or Facebook at Troy Holt. And also you can email me at Troy.talks67 uh, at gmail.com. Well, Cheryl, thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, this is awesome. Uh, we're going to have to do this again and maybe make it a little bit longer, uh, some type, maybe even some type of a webinar or something, uh, because there's not enough time for a podcast. But this is a message that really the whole world, America, we really need to hear. It would be a joy to work with you again. You're awesome, Troy. Thank you. Thank you.